Newscast, Episode 6 for November 23rd, 2009. I am your host, Andy Gergen, and with me today is Neil Ronahan. Hi, everybody. And Zach Miller. What's up, peoples? Hey, yeah. This is our usual crew, and I'm pretty sure this is the first week we've had the same crew two episodes in a row. I yeah, think, I think this right? is the first time ever newscast history is being made tonight. It took six episodes, but yeah. continuity, we got yep. it down. Oh, yep. yeah. And now, and now someone's probably someone's probably going to like get sick and not be able to be on the next one. <laughs> right. James won't be able to make it this, to next week's. Yeah. This will be the last episode. Let's let's be yeah. honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got two in a row. It's like the it's like the Packers won won two in a row. That's not going <laughs> to keep up. But let's get real here. Next week uh, it's the Vikings, so you know that'll be the end of it. Uh, <laughs> no, luckily they don't have to play those sons of bitches again. <laughs> They're probably happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> So, as always on Newscast, we're going to talk about the new releases. We're going to talk about what we have been reviewing, the downloads for the last couple of weeks, and we're going to end it with three new stories that have cropped up over the last couple of weeks that are worth talking yep, about. Yep. So, let's kick it off with what you're reviewing, and let's start with Zach. What are you reviewing? I got two games just a few days ago. I got uh, Call of Duty 4-2, as I call it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mobilized. Is it Call of Duty like four times two or Call of Duty like four eight, plus yeah. two? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Is it six, eight, or 16? <laughs> <laughs> well, it feels like a step backwards, though, so I don't know. <laughs> Call of uh, Duty four over two days. There you go. Yes, that's exactly right. Uh, but I really liked Call of Duty 4 1 on the DS. That was like two or three years ago. Must have been two years ago. Yeah, it was, uh, uh, came out alongside. Call of Duty 4. Right, and it was developed by Unspace. This one is too, but I feel like they kind of lost track of what they were doing with this new one. What exactly do you mean by that? Because I I know that this one's been getting reviewed quite well as in, like, you know, it's like their best yet and everything. Well, it's just, maybe I'm not far enough into it, but there it's just real little things that bother me. Like, in the, in the first game, you could double tap the screen to uh, look down the site. Uh, so that was a really smooth motion. But in this game, you have to uh, look for an icon on the touch screen and tap it. Uh, I remember I played a, um, at an event that I went to last year. I played Call of Duty World at War for DS. And I just remember the same kind of like you would have to touch a specific thing on the touch screen at a certain point. So like I would be playing the game and while trying to look at the top screen where everything was going on, I'd have to look at the bottom screen and be like, all right, I have to tap that right. specific icon. I just I, I I really don't like first person shooters on DS straight up. So yeah, they, I mean it it was I don't know what they were trying to work around either because the double tapping worked just fine in the first game. But there are also some problems like uh, anytime you have to pick up a gun, you have to tap an icon that appears on the bottom screen, a hand icon, and that hand icon disappears and reappears uh, depending uh. on the dot you're standing over with some irritating, you know, detachment. That, that's that's another thing that I remember being annoyed with. And I remember Call of Duty World at War on Wii had the same issue that I hope I'm actually, um, sometime in the mail this week or next, I should be getting Call of Duty Modern Warfare Reflex. I'm which, curious about that one. Well done. Which I, I'm curious about it too. And I mean, from World at War, they, they did have that same thing where it's like you would have to be specifically standing over the gun perfectly in order to pick it up. And I right. hope they kind of gave a little leeway for that. And it looks like they're not mobilized. Well, as a result of both of those problems, I find myself 
not switching guns and shooting from the hip a lot more, which is really not accurate at all. Um, yeah, so yeah. the level design is cool. There are some parts where if you're not looking at where the checkpoint is on the bottom screen, you'll just walk right past it because it's it's the kind of thing where you got to walk right up to it oh. uh, or else it won't catch. So That's frustrating. There have been some times where I walk back to the beginning of the level like, where's the helicopter? Oh, wait, it's all the way back there. You know, so just things like that. But, I mean, it, it looks good. Um, it sounds good. There's voice acting. Uh, but How does I, the story tie into the, the console version of the game? I don't know yet. Okay. I wish I did. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think for, it's supposed to be, like, some sort of side story. Yeah, it is. Of, and it was a side story on the first uh, yeah. Call of Duty. And I think War. World of War was the same way. I think World of War actually had... Uh, World of War DS had, like, another... Like, a British angle as opposed yeah. to the, uh, the American and Russian angle. And I like I like that because you know why try and recreate the same experience on the DS? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But we'll just see how this one pans out. Um, have you, Have you gotten online with it at all? No, I'm just still trying to figure out how to play the okay. game. Because I, I think the online stuff with that, like with each game, has just been getting like more beefed up. Well, that's good. And how are like I know th- I know there's a bunch of touchscreen puzzles in those games too. How How are those working? I haven't gotten any touchscreen puzzles. No. I'm three levels in. Oh damn! So do you yeah. know how many how many levels are in it? I think there's like, I think I read there's 15. There's a lot, and I also read that you're doing a lot of different things uh, later in the game. Like there's another uh, aerial shooting, black and white. You know that level, black and white shooting. Yeah, three yeah, yeah. Guns. The top, yeah. The top down. Yeah. yeah, top down. There's that. There's there's one where you're shooting a cannon uh, from a tank. You're you're piloting a tank. There's a bunch of stuff. So I'll be interested to see how that turns out. But like I say, I just got that a few days ago. Uh, and I've been playing my other review game far more because I like it more. <laughs> <laughs> You've been awaiting this game with bated breath. Sort of, yeah. It, I, the other game is, is Resident Evil uh, Dark Side Chronicles. And I loved Umbrella Chronicles. Love, 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 love it. <laughs> I remember at E3 you kind of came away. I know I played Dark Side Chronicles with you, and I mean mm-hmm. I I came away probably a lot harsher than you did, but you didn't really seem all that impressed by it either. No, I I, and after playing it for a long time, I feel like it just demoed horribly, or it they they chose bad sections of the game to demo. Because what Dark Side Chronicles does that Umbrella Chronicles didn't do that well is tell the story while you're in the level. Uh. In Umbrella Chronicles, you kind of you did the shooting gallery stuff, and then you'd collect files to read about what's going on. But in this game, the two characters are talking to each other the whole time. Yeah, I could definitely see why that wouldn't demo well. I mean, that's why Dead that's why Dead Space demoed terribly that's at true. E3. And I I mean, both of us love that game. So now I played through the first level of Umbrella Chronicles about two or three times, and I never really never really loved it. Um, but I recently just played House of the, the Dead Overkill. Which is freaking awesome. Awesome game, yeah. Wow, yeah. That game I is mean, on sale currently on Newegg.com for, for like 13 bucks. And everybody totally should even buy it. Kind of interested in this game needs to pick it up. I mean, because... I mean, really, I, I, I wrote the review for that. Um, I gave it a 9.0 back, you know, back when it came out. Mm-hmm. And since then, I would say that's probably, like, it's still one of my favorite on-rail shooters on the system. I still go back to it from time to time. Like, I do, like, too. The, the difference between between House of the Dead Overkill and 
Resident Evil Umbrella Chronicles, based on my limited experience with, with Resident Evil title, is sort of the same as a, the difference between a really funny bad movie and, like, I don't know. A bad movie that takes itself too yeah, seriously. Because Resident Evil is not a good story-driven franchise. I mean, it's, it's well, got some there, interesting there, There's a big on, story but... there that a lot of people are interested in, but for the most, I mean, for, for I guess everyday people, the Resident Evil story is kind of overly convoluted and ridiculous. <laughs> Zach's gonna kill us, by the way. I don't Why? know that it's well what? told, especially no. in the beginning of, of Umbrella Chronicles, because it's just at, well, Ashley, for one, is super annoying. And Billy is kind of not a great character no, either. No, Billy's Billy... an idiot. I've never... I've, I always just pretend that Resident Evil Zero doesn't exist. But that's where the first game starts. Like That's where Umbrella Chronicles starts, and I think that's why I never really got much further in the game than that. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, um, but over, o- Overkill is, is way easier. I, re- I remember thinking that. Yeah, I know, Umbrella, I know Umbrella Chronicles was, was kind of like, I guess, chastised for being a little too difficult, and I heard that in Darkside Chronicles, the, the hard difficulty is more like the normal difficulty of the first game. Sure. I don't, I don't think Darkseid is, or, uh, sorry, I don't think Umbrella Chronicles is necessarily a hard game. You just have to get used to playing it with one person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think both games were built for co-op, but for some, but let's be realistic. Without online, who's going to play too much co-op? Yeah. Like if yeah. your wife doesn't love playing video games and mine doesn't, you got to be pretty good at those headshots. Well, I play. I never had a chance to play Resident Evil with co-op, but I did manage to play uh, House of the Dead Overkill co-op, and I think it's almost easier to get someone to play House of the Dead Overkill because if you let them sit down and play through the first level. And assuming they're not like really overly sensitive, they're gonna like the game style enough to want to keep playing. Sure. And Whereas here's, Resident Evil, you really have to like the gameplay to want to keep playing. Well, here's what I'll say to that. I think the Resident Evil, these shooter games, are uh, they're kind of like um, summaries of the Resident Evil mythos, which is actually pretty complex. Sure. Um, and however, if you are not, if you don't go into them already from sort of familiar with or uh, a fan of the franchise, you're not really going to get into it like you wouldn't a re- uh, uh, House of the Dead game. Absolutely. Yeah, because really it's it's the kind of thing where it's almost like a treat for fans, but other people exactly. might not and, attach and to it And both games, much. Umbrella and Dark Side Chronicles, both are just fan service. That's all they yeah. are. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. what exactly, I know Umbrella Chronicles, what, that was 0, 1, and 3? Zero, one, and three, right? And then that special mission with with uh, Jill and Chris in Russia. Okay. And then what? Dark Side Chronicles is two Code Veronica. Two and Code that's Veronica, it? and then Leon and Krauser's mission in South yeah. America that predates four. All right. And actually, what's interesting is the game starts off with that. You don't have to unlock that. That's very cool. The first mission is the first level of their story, and then at the end, you kill a monster, and Krauser's like, what the heck's going on, Leon? Leon's like, Leon says, let me tell you a story. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know. That's a pretty awesome setup, actually. And then it goes into Resident Evil 2. Huh, that's pretty cool. I like that's it. A, that's a good storytelling device. I, yeah. I like it, too. It no, is, and I, uh, I really, Leon's the only character in the Resident Evil series that I ever really cared about, mainly because I liked 4 a lot. Oh, Jill and Chris yeah. are cool, too. Yeah. I know I I I kind of I kind of suffered through Resident Evil the, the RE make back on GameCube, but I wasn't a big like fan of it. I really I really like. I game. just I hate the I hate the I the, hate old, the, the old controls. school Resident Evil controls, and 
I mean, like, I, I actually, like, soul. enjoyed the story in Resident Evil 1. I don't really enjoy the stories in the later ones, but I, I like the story in Resident Evil 1, and that's why I suffered through it. I thought the, uh, they, they gave you a control option, I forget, I think it was control option C in the game, uh, where you use the analog shoulder buttons to move forward. I thought that made the game much more playable. Hmm. Um, so I don't know. I, I didn't have a big problem with the controls because of the, that option. I also know that they took that option away for Resident Evil Zero, which was a dumb move. Yeah, um, but yeah no, Resident Evil Zero, I kind of avoided at all costs. It just didn't appeal to me yeah. at all. Yeah. Now you can buy it for full price on Wii again. Oh, yeah. Nice. Finally. Yeah, because that came out like this, uh, like a week ago or something. Yeah, yeah, it did. You know what? If, if they remade Resident Evils one through three, well, one through Code Veronica with a Resident Evil four control scheme, I'd buy it today. Oh my god, I would, I would pay lots of money for those games. I love the hard, RE four it, control scheme. It'd be hard to pull that off though without like drastically. Oh, you'd have to redo yeah. the whole game, yeah. But yeah, but they'd yeah. make money. They they'd get my I money mean, that, out of it. That's why. I mean, not not to go off on too much of a tangent, but that's why I'm a little excited for the Resident Evil Five. Uh, whatever the hell they're calling it, Gold Edition, Alternative gold Edition. edition for, yeah, for I, PS, I, well, the PS3 one where you can use, you know, the stupid little motion controller because it is like RE4 controls, which I think is right. part of the reason why I couldn't get into Resident Evil 5 at all because I, I don't it's like, like playing the game those controls. Version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, 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 Resident Evil 4 Wii Edition is definitive to me. It's awesome. Sure. I still play that game today. Yeah, I've been, I've been meaning to go back and romp through it again. I'm excited about they're going to add two new missions. One is Jill and Chris uh, uh, going back to the mansion to look for yeah. Wesker. That's very cool. That's very, very cool. Yeah, it is. Let's go ahead and move on. I'm going to I'm gonna jump in here with uh, my review, which is Band Hero for DS. Oh, nice. Um, I, I kind of went into this game with, with less than... Less than high expectations, I guess you might say. No. And how'd you, um, how'd you come out of that game? Or, or how'd you come out of it so far? Pleasantly surprised, I guess. Um, I, uh, I haven't Vicar- Vicarious Visions does a hell of a job with pretty much everything that they touch, from what I've I hadn't played any of the Guitar Hero games for DS, except for like the store demos at Best Buy, which I, I think I tried once and decided that I didn't like the, contr- the, the guitar grip controller that much. And Nobody does. And, uh, Nobody does, yeah. no matter how much you play Well, that's what I'm, I'm actually, I mean, I'm not going to mention this during my review segment, but I've been playing Jam Sessions 2 for mm-hmm. DS. I just got that the other day. And mm-hmm. it's basically like Ubisoft's version of Guitar Hero for DS, and it's so uncomfortable to play because you use the stylus while pressing the face buttons or the D-pad if you're Oh, that's right-handed. even worse. And it, uh, but anyway, go on. Well... I actually don't have that big of a problem with it having used it now for you know a good two to three hours of gameplay. Um, it doesn't feel like playing a playing a guitar. It feels less like playing a guitar than playing Guitar Hero. But <laughs> it feels like playing a guitar. But what I was su- kind of surprised to find was that my moderately decent Guitar Hero skills transferred to the DS version with yeah. the guitar grip. Yeah. Like I was actually able to pick it up and play on Hard and Expert without really really you know spending too much time to get used to it. Because it's it's the up, same it's the same but, ba- I mean like yeah I mean the hand holding is different but it's just it's it's the same setup as the other right. games and I think before when I was playing it in the store demo I thought you had to actually strum the touch screen but y- you don't all you have to do is touch the touch screen yeah which makes it a lot easier yeah I I kind of like that it comes with with its own little uh, stylus pick yeah uh, guitar guitar pick shaped stylus that way you don't have to like fumble with your own stylus when you're trying to play the game the you Guitar Hero games and, did that too. You pick it up and go. Yeah. I mean, the, the 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 guitar grip says Guitar Hero on it. I mean, it really is. They just package the, <laughs> the peripheral. They have a bunch of leftover ones. Well, yeah, I guess we're exactly. making another game with a gang. Exactly. Um, 
the drums are basically it's a, it's a little rubber. Uh, How exactly cover. does that work? Like, is it pressing like the D pad or the, yes. the buttons? There's a little rubber cover that you put over your DS, and basically two of the drums sit over the up and down buttons on your D-pad, oh, okay. and two of the button, two of the the drums sit over your two of your one of your face buttons on the other side, or two of the different face buttons, and you know it, it works. The 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 pressing the buttons on the on the drum pad seems to work really well, but the problem is that. The notes come to you in a horizontal row, but your buttons don't correspond in a horizontal oh. row. Oh, that would there is sort me. of a an outside and an inside one on each end of the drum grip, but it's pretty minor. It's like one drum sits maybe like a quarter inch outside the other one. Mm. Do um, they do they have like the kick pedal in that? Or? No, there's no kick pedal. Okay, it's just good. the four buttons. <laughs> and you know, it took some time to get used to it, but I actually I actually did get used to it, and by the time I had put maybe 45 minutes to an hour into the drumming, I actually felt pretty comfortable with it. But if it ever got too complicated, I was fumbling, and it was just frustrating because I have the skills to play the game, but I haven't really memorized which, you know, which, hor- which, which vertical row corresponds to which of the, of the four drums yet. Yeah. It's taking some time. It's, it's not natural, but it is, it's learnable. So if you want to play the game, it's certainly not you know, out of the, out of the realm of possibility that you could you could you could get it down, but it's not natural by any means. Uh, the 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 vocals, the the karaoke mode, if you will, um, it works better than I thought it would on the DS microphone. Does it actually um, like figure out, or is it like the pitch of what you're how you're singing? Yeah, it basically works exactly the same way that the rock band not one bad. works. I mean, considering I don't I don't really call that microphone anything special. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it really picks up on what you're saying. But yeah. I'm not really sure the Rock Band one does either. It doesn't. Yeah. Well, I mean, they don't up, have to. They just need the pitch. You can make up your own song lyrics, but as long as they're in the right yeah. pitch. I mean, I mean, I, I, um, I don't know. I think there's a YouTube video out there, and I actually tested it myself. Um, for the rap songs, or like the the ones without you know pitch, like for example, mm-hmm. like uh, what So What You Want by the Beastie Boys on Rock sure. Band Two. Like I, I once read a menu to a to a to a restaurant. And got one hundred percent. I think nice. I think there might be a there might be a video on Facebook of it or something. Absolutely, it was rather humorous. That's great. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, and I think the the band hero one works pretty much the same way. Yeah. But you know, I I actually thought it was a pretty good at noticing when I got off pitch. Um, I don't think it's like a perfect system, but you know, it works better than I expected. And yeah, and, and I haven't played. Rock Band uh, Unplugged on the PSP before, so I don't really know how it stacks up. Well, Rock Band, rock is... band Unplugged on the PSP and also like a Rock Band on DS, they play more like um, Harmonix's earlier games, Amplitude and Frequency. Sure. I right. find them more hard to play. Well, well, about pushing well the buttons, basically right? what it is is that like you're, you're pressing buttons to the beat, you're not like, you know, singing along or everything. Basically, mm-hmm. it's, you know, taking out the peripherals for the portable systems, and it's, right. you know, calls back to earlier stuff that you know, which is based on using a controller. And see, I think that's probably a pretty. I mean, I've never heard bad things about you know those games. Yeah. Uh, the ones they're based on, the ones they're based on, or or the Rock Band portables for uh, yeah. like PSP and I guess iPhone. I suppose. I mean, I, I know but, I, I played a little bit of Rock Band Unplugged to D three, and I think Zach did too. I know I yeah. I, I enjoyed what I played. I wasn't going to rush in and buy a PSP, but it was definitely fun. <laughs> but this this is not that. This is this is literally a a attempt at mobilizing the full. Rock band slash band hero slash guitar hero world tour, you know, game, and putting it on DS. And to be honest, they they've done a pretty good job with it, and I'm coming cool. away pretty impressed by it. I mean, I'm o- I'm always impressed at what Vicarious Visions d- 
does generally, even if it's, you know, that the Transformers 2DS game, which was still mm-hmm. pretty cool, even though, I mean, it's not like it was, playing yeah. it all the time. You know, the, the song selection is, you know, it's not great. The Band Hero franchise, I guess, is mostly about, you know, really popular kind of crappy modern rock like yeah. Nickelback and, and then your Taylor Swift's and your Avril Lavigne's. And, you know, it's not great, but one of the things I think I've learned about myself having played this game now is I don't I don't love that music. I, I can tolerate it. But what I really like less than that music is playing 13-minute guitar solos in Guitar Hero. True that. This music, yeah. this music is more fun to play in a video game, I think, yeah. than, you know, through the – what's the through one? Through the Fire and Flames. Yeah. Yeah, like I, ha- and, I, I don't really have any urge to ever play that song in anything ever. No. No, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of of jam band music. I'm yeah. not a big fan of really heavy and long classic rock. It's not my kind of music. And my, my my pop music tastes tend to you know venture a little more you know less mainstream than Avril Lavigne, but it's still pop music. It's still it's catchy and it's it's actually quite a bit of fun to play in a rock band kind of setting. Yeah, you know, in the Guitar Hero, you bring up an interesting point. In the Guitar Hero rock band games, uh, if you're just playing one of those really super long songs by yourself, it becomes exhausting. Absolutely. Uh, but if you're playing with more people, it's more tolerable. Yeah. Beca- yeah. Because you're kind of, you're, it you're feels like you're a group. With friends. But yep. like if I'm playing like even uh, uh, Pull Me Under um, at the end of Guitar Hero 4, that's a big long solo. It's probably a nine, ten minute song. It's exhausting. Yeah. I know a lot of, like, the Dream Theater songs and yeah, whatever other, like, generally the metal stuff. I'm, I'm enjoying Band Hero DS. I'm liking it better than I thought I would. Um, it's, it's not a bad game. And, and if you're interested in sort of, especially if you have a friend who's willing to buy the game with you, because, you know, it doesn't have single-card multiplayer. You do have to have mm. multiple copies of the game to do multiplayer, and this is yet but again But you have another... all the damn peripherals for everything. <laughs> right, you know... It, it almost makes sense that they could do single card multiplayer for this because you just transfer the song to the other DS and then yeah. give them your stupid drum grip sure, yeah. Yeah, or your guitar it grip. There. It seems like an oversight to me, um, but if you have someone who wants, who's really interested in the game too and you want to play multiplayer, I think it'd be a lot of fun. The, the core gameplay is is there. I think they've done a good job. Cool. I'm excited. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, let's move on to Neil. All right, so uh, I've been playing Food Network Cooker Be Cooked, which sounds kind of cannibalistic, but um, it's uh, it's developed by Redfly Studio, who made my like my sleeper hit of the Wii, Mushroom Men. Uh, I guess it's Rise of the Fun Guy or something. I forget the or no no, it's it's the Spore Wars. Spore That's Wars. what the subtitle for the Wii game is. And they also developed Ghostbusters Wii, and then they had this Food Network game. Which is basically a, a cooking game that uses the Wii Remote in a nunchuck. And, that I mean, nobody wanted to play at E3. I played it. I enjoyed it at E3, actually. <laughs> and, I mean, it's it's not really, like, anything... Um, it's not, like, anything amazing, but it, it's 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 a cool little game. Um, you know, you use the chopping motions, and, I mean, just whatever you think you could do a motion with cooking, it, it does it in the game. But the only problem with it is that even though it advertises 30 plus recipes there's only 10 there's only 12 in the entire yeah. game i uh i sat down i started playing the game and i burned through it in about 2 to 3 hours did everything possible the only thing i could go back and do was play some multiplayer which is eh, okay and you know replay and get gold medals but i mean besides the short the short length of it like it was a very fun game like i 
it's not like I, I forced myself to play through this game in two to three hours. I, I enjoyed it for two to three hours. Does it, it just use ended Wii Motion Plus? No, it doesn't. Okay. But, I mean, I mean, so that means, like, for some of the movements, you can just kind of, you know, I guess, uh, toolbox it and just, you know, like, shake the Wii Remote like a, like a fool <laughs> to do a chopping motion. <laughs> but, I mean, much much like uh, Red Fly Studios' previous games, um, it has really cool sound design, which is done by, I guess, I think it's an in-house studio, or at least they're, like, nearby. They're both located in Texas somewhere. Um, Gleek, which is, it's GL33K. Um, they did the sound ah. for Musher Men, which is probably some of my favorite sound in any game ever, or like or like sound and music and everything. And uh, the Ghostbusters one was also pretty good as well. I mean, it worked in the worked in the theme well, even though the theme did get played ad nauseum in that game. But um, like it it, it does a lot of cool things where it'll have like you know kind of cool food like noises going on while you're playing the game. Like there's one part where they have when you're like preparing sandwiches and stuff. You'll be doing like almost like a rhythm game of you know going with the nunchuck and the Wii remote at specific times, and as you do that, it just has a really cool noise effect as you're doing that. And, Very cool. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have much else to say about the game. I mean, the, like I said, it's like two to three hours, but it's an enjoyable two to three hours, and I think for its target audience, it's perfect. But for for us us people, like, eh, not so much. <laughs> there's just not a lot of content there. But the oh, yeah. the other game that I've been playing. Which kind of surprised me, and I've, I've heard good things about it, but Need for Speed Nitro for Wii, which I guess is it's EA's attempt at making a Wii, Wii exclusive Need for Speed game after, right. uh, from what I heard, kind of middling efforts in, earlier in the Wii's life. I don't know, did either of you guys play any of the Need for Speed games on Wii, or just Need for Speed I at all? I rented Need for Speed Carbon, I think it was, when it was uh, fairly new. It was, one of those, it was one of those periods where I had only had the Wii for a few months, and there I wasn't tried much to out. as many games as I could, and I found it to be borderline unplayable. <laughs> <laughs> well, Need for Speed Nitro is is really is works really well. They actually have a cavalcade of control options, including one that I guess the game kind of emphasizes, which is uh, just holding the Wii remote, like you know, like not on its side, just holding the Wii remote up, and you like tilt it left and right to. You know, steer your car, and you know, like you'll shake it to do certain things, and press the A and the B button to do other things, like like brake, and then like you turn the Wii remote to like a to do like a, a slide, which I didn't really like that control method that much. I've been going back to well, what I primarily use for Mario Kart Wii, which is the Wii remote and the nunchuck. Yeah, and the you didn't the, use the Wii wheel. No, I I don't. I'm not a big fan of the Wii wheel. I like the Wii wheel. I mean, I I've like I know Lauren enjoys it. My mom loves the hell out of the Wii Wheel in Mario Kart Wii, but I'm I am a Wii Remote and Nunchuck guy for that. And I'm also a Wii Remote and Nunchuck guy guy for uh for Need for Speed, which is very similar to Mario Kart, but it's like they kind of like were were afraid of taking that full leap into insanity. So well, like it's got shells. this really cool art style, and like you can customize it with different like graffiti tags and everything, mm. and it's this really like kind of like. Like cartoony, but a little bit realistic, cart- like uh, art style that I I like a lot, and I think works for the game. I mean, I think that basically any Wii game needs to have that that dynamite art style as opposed to you know spiffy, realistic looking graphics because that's not Absolutely. what the Wii's good at. Yeah, I agree, I agree too. And um, I mean, and in in the game, you know, you'll you'll be doing regular races. There's like a acceleration contest. There's stuff where you need to like drift a lot. 
um, elimination where it's like uh, you'll have like six people racing and every 30 seconds the person at last gets eliminated. And I mean, they're all kind of cool, but there's really, I mean, they're all a little different, but it's all pretty much the same kind of stuff. I, I think the ones that I guess bucked the trend enough that I like them were like the drift challenges where you'd have to do the drift a lot, which actually made me better at doing that in regular races. And um, cool. Yeah. And uh, there's a whole emphasis on like the boost, and it's got a very nice feel of speed in the game. As you you know, you'll have your nitrous boost, and you'll go really fast. Um, and there's there's also four player in pretty much every mode of the game, which is which is pretty awesome. So like in the career mode, you can rock through with four people. And uh, there's multiplayer, which is basically just you know play what you play in single player, but in multiplayer. You know what this sort of sounds like it reminds me of, and maybe I'm totally wrong, is uh, Beetle Adventure Racing. I, I can see comparisons to that. I didn't I didn't play too much Beetle Adventure Racing, but from what I did play, it does sound similar to this. But once again, I feel like what kind of holds Need for Speed Nitro back is that like they have items in the game, but there's only two. There's there's one that repairs your car and another one that like will like sick the cops on the person in front of you. Nice. And those are the only two items and I just feel like that's that's it's like you have items in the game but there's only two different ones and it's it's like I felt like they were scared of of jumping into making it super crazy yeah. and cool. But overall it's a very good game. Um it looks really nice. It's got you know no noticeable slowdown that I've been through so far i'm like how's the uh, how's the frame rate that was sort of always a problem with Nutri yeah that's games. the thing it's like uh, no no frame rate loss no slowdown i probably um they have like different cups in it and i'm near the end of like the the lower cup so i'm i'm, I'm working cool. through it i'm enjoying it and they've got a lot of different cars i've been i've had a vw beetle um i noticed that there is a, a tesla roadster in it nice. which i hope to get soon and they have bumblebee <laughs> so, so that's kind of cool I'm actually kind of interested in this game. I've never liked the Need for Speed series because I don't like how it takes itself like really realistic. Like the graphics have always tried to be, you know, really realistic, and it kind of it's always made the gameplay kind of suffer, especially like the frame rate and whatnot. But if they've uh, if they've managed to nail that, I, I'd be interested in taking. Yeah, a look at this like one. I mean, I'll definitely I'll, I'll have my final my final thoughts soon. But right now, it's it's looking very good, and I'm 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 glad I picked to review this game because it's it's a really good game. Cool. Cool. Very cool. And and I know the DS version is also out there for review, so I think that's also supposed to be good. So you know, wink, I'm wink, not say no more. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, that's all I got to uh, talk about reviews. So Excellent. I guess um, I'll throw on Lauren, who uh, just got Harvest Moon, uh, Harvest Moon Animal Parade, the newest one for Wii. Which, if anyone who follows the site has noticed, that half of her content on the site has been <laughs> Harvest Moon related. So here is a contributing writer, Lauren Lewandowski, um, to talk about Harvest Moon Animal Parade. Hi. <laughs> Hi, it's Lauren. I'm trying to get hey, the Lauren. headset hey, Lauren. on. Hey, I'm actually just taking a break from Harvest Moon right now. <laughs> I have Neil pause it for me. But um, <laughs> I'm actually really liking it. And I, I mean, considering the, the only other Harvest Moon that I've really played has been Tree of Tranquility, which is for the weight. So I'm not like a veteran Harvest Moon player at all by any stretch of the means, stretch, stretch of the word. But I can't help constantly comparing it to to Tree of Tranquility, and I think that's kind of expected because it literally is the same game, <laughs> but like just a couple of different things. Uh, the names the names of the town have have changed. The map is 
slightly different, but it's pretty much the same. They did take away some of the customization. When you first started playing Tree of Tranquility, you got to choose one of three places for your house to go. And here they're just kind of like, oh, look, here's a rundown place for you in the middle of the map, and it's really convenient to everything. Oh. And that's nice. And you can expand and buy like other plots of land for when you have so much time that all you do is farm. But um, they also replace the rainbows that you have to make with bells that you have to ring. And I don't know, I'm using the the uh, the the guide book right now, the strategy guide. <laughs> this job, I'm using the strategy guide right now. Neil just called me a wimp. But <laughs> now wait a minute though, because it's my my Harvest Moon experience tells me that you have to use the strategy guide. Yeah, I know. I read I read online one of like the forums. Someone was like, I don't understand why people like to use a strategy guide. It's so much fun to figure out what you want to do just by what you have to do just by wandering around. I'm like, how the hell do you do that? <laughs> Trial and error. I my only experience with the Harvest Moon series was a wonderful life on GameCube, which I bought and oh. fell in love with deeply for about a week, maybe two weeks, until I realized that I had been doing it wrong since the first day. Oh, and yeah. I was like pretty much like bankrupt and had no way of like getting out of my bankruptcy. <laughs> oh, but the first week is so hard and you have to like I don't know. I feel like the for the first month I played Tree of Tranquility, I was like constantly struggling and I was like I had no idea what to do about the rainbows and I was trying to get Owen to fall in love with me and I was spending all my money on buckwheat cocktails for him. And <laughs> Because that's what he loves. He loves buckwheat cocktails, and that's that's true in this game, too. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm having a hard time deciding between Owen and Calvin this time around, but <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I'm like a, I'm a week and a half into the game, like in game time, though, and I'm finding that I'm doing a lot better in it, and it's a lot easier and therefore more enjoyable than Tree of Tranquility because they give you I – th I think they give you like a thousand – pieces of gold to start off with. I'm not 100% positive on that because I didn't notice where the money meter was because they moved it from the top left to the bottom right and I apparently mm. don't look at 100% of the <laughs> screen. <laughs> but um, they also you also have to pay back 5,000 pieces of gold for your, for your house at some point. And there's no deadline that you have to pay it back, but you do. I guess so. I guess you don't. You just have to stay out of town hall. <laughs> uh, but that's pretty uh, that's interesting and I think that kind of makes more sense than you just show up and they're like here's a beautiful house for you and this house is like completely run down there's holes in the roof and not like it affects the gameplay at all but it's it's an ugly house my favorite part of the game is that you, can get a, you get a camera right away and you can take pictures but you can also like put the, pic, the, the, put the camera on a timer and you can be in the pictures so I have pictures oh, with cool. all these people. You can only take, you can only have 24 though. And when you take the pictures, you can bring them to uh, the Photoshop and you can get them like developed and put into frames or you can make posters out of them to hang in your house. That's <laughs> can you send them to the, the Wii message board? You so can't. You can't. You were supposed that's... to be able to and they never took that information out of the game. But Neil looked it up online and apparently some people have found out that it completely ruins the end of the game for them and makes it impossible for them to complete the game. Wow. So they took that's that so option down. <laughs> but it's so funny because it, all the information is still in it. I There's mean, an the, end to the game in Harvest and Harvest Moon? Well, yeah. I kind of thought you just kept farming. No, forever. no, you, have a, you <laughs> get married, and then you have a baby, and your baby grows up, and then when your baby gets to be a certain age, to be like a young adult, you can play okay. the game as them. I guess I kind of thought <laughs> I was thinking of Animal Crossing. I suppose. Oh like, yeah. I've always compared the two games in my head. I've actually only played Animal Crossing for like ten minutes. I I'm not comfortable with the fact that the rest of the people in the town are not people; they're animals. 
<laughs> like yeah, that's I always like been a little Harvest, weird to me. It's horribly yeah. inconsistent. I like Harvest Moon because I have animals. Oh, and in this one you can ride a whole bunch of animals. In the other Ooh. one you can only ride the horse and the ostrich. <laughs> that's cool. And in this one you can ride the horse and the ostrich, but you can also ride a goat, a uh, sheep, and a uh, cow. Nice. I think I may have to give the Harvest Moon franchise a second try because I always kind of wanted to like it more than more than I did that first time. Because that first time I just got frustrated because I didn't like I, I I hadn't gotten my I hadn't fed my cows the right thing or they they couldn't make any more milk and I don't know <laughs> I didn't get them pregnant at the right time or, or something I I'm not sure what I did wrong but I didn't have any cows <laughs> left and I I couldn't get any more cows and. You get a free cow in this game, which is nice. But the funny thing is, like, they give you like default names, and half of the default names for the cows are male names. <laughs> like, I don't remember any of them off the top of my head, even though I just named my cow. My cow's name is Locke. I guess Very after either Locke. John Locke or the Lost character, I don't know. But they were like, <laughs> like, oh, or or Neil said Locke from yeah. from FFX, but I don't know. Um, it was really interesting to go through these names and be like, that's, and like, I, I should not be one to judge because my cow was named, um, oh, I had a lot of cows in my other game, like Noreen and Marlene. My horse was named Murat after misspelling Murray wrong. Cause I, I have a Bill Murray thing <laughs> and I live on Murray farm and I named my cow Murat. I also had, I named my horse Murat and I had, I had a baby cow named Mark. Very that nice. was it, which is my dad's name. Very cool. <laughs> So, um, but what I really do like this game. I mean, there's a lot of new things that they brought into it that are really subtle. Like, like the mine is actually a mountain. So instead of just going down, you can also go up in the mine. And I like that. Oh, it's cool. just subtle things. There's also a mine cart that Bo is working on fixing for me right now. They they also um kind of switched around the eligible bachelors. I I mean, I'm not really sure about the bachelorettes because they're not something that interests me. Because I play as a girl, and they don't let girls marry girls in this game. <laughs> but what um what's actually pretty interesting is that some of the the eligible bachelors, like Jin, for example, and I don't want to marry Jin anyway, and I never did. But I don't think he's around just yet. I haven't met him, and I think I have to wait until I get a couple of the bells going, and the ship comes in until I can even meet Jin. Hmm. And hmm. in the other one, you have to wait for Julius to come on the boat, and Julius is already here in this one. And I think that's pretty interesting that they did change it up a little bit. Does the game have any motion control? No. Well, I mean, no. I don't really know how to fish correctly, so I press the A button. But when like I, I throw the, the fishing rod into the water, and when it starts to you know like vibrate and, and let me know that there's a fish, I, I shake the Wii remote, and I press the A button because I just don't want to get lose the fish, and... It works. <laughs> Either shaking it or hitting the A button. Something yeah. works. One yeah. of them works, so I just do both. And I also like the way they, they changed fishing a little bit before. I found that sometimes it was really difficult to fish in certain places in Tree of Tranquility. And in this one, I can fish off of like high bridges without a problem. <laughs> and the other one, I wasn't able to do that. And that's nice because there's a lot of interesting places I can find to fish. So if someone like myself was looking to get into the, the more modern entries in the, in the series, is there a reason to choose this game over the probably slightly cheaper older one? The older one has less options, and they definitely expanded on this one. I've noticed that the load times are still pretty crappy in, yeah. in, um, in the new one in Animal Parade, but it, I think they're better than in Tree of Tranquility, and that was a huge problem. Uh, I think people that weren't interested in the game would very easily lose interest because of those low times. Yeah. And this one, I don't know. I just feel like it. It has. It, it's a, it's pretty much essentially the same game, a slightly different map, 
uh, a slightly slightly different art style with more options. Okay. Cool. They knew so. that their they knew that their uh, fans would pick it up anyway. Yeah, exactly. And and I do like it more. I really do. So. Very cool. Excellent. Yep. Well, thanks, Lauren. Oh, no problem. Yeah. I'll talk to you later. Thanks. Bye. And I'm back. Welcome back, Neil. All right. Uh, now I got to listen to another guy. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on to the downloads for the past two weeks. Let's start at the top with WiiWare. We have BitTrip Void. Which is uh, the third game in the BitTrip series, which I think there's going to be like six of them. Yeah, I think I heard that too, which is yeah. pretty cool because they're very good games. Yeah, I mean, the first one was kind of uh, very much like Pong, BitTrip Beat, and then BitTrip Core was weird and good, and BitTrip Void, from what I've played so far, I downloaded it today, which is the day that it came out. Um, it's it's even weirder, and unlike the other ones which only use the Wii Remote on its side, this one, you use either the classic controller or the Wii Remote in the nunchuck, and basically what it is is you have a, a void, I think that's what they refer to it, uh, refer to it as, and um, it's like this little like black ball that will start off as small on the screen, and what you do is you collect the different black beats, and then the ball goes grows bigger, and you know you try to avoid the white beats which come on, also all in time to the music. And if a white beat hits it, hits your 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 black your void, then it goes back to small, and then you lose all the possible points. But when it gets to a bigger size and you hit A, then you like cash it in and get the points. That sounds really cool. I and, I, I want to get this, and I like that they're 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 fairly budget title or budget priced as well. Yeah, it's it's only cool. six hundred points, so it's only it's only six bucks, which is Definitely. is good news. Absolutely. And I mean, I, and and they're generally, I mean, there's only three levels in it. I mean that's uh, still but, though the the, the in Bitrip beat the three levels were so difficult I, I yeah. never saw the the third level so yeah. it didn't matter <laughs> I think in, tr- in in both uh beat and core I think no core I never got to the last level and both of them I got through that first two and or I couldn't beat the the second ones and in void I I beat the first one but that's a big big part due to the fact that they added checkpoints to this oh that's very cool so um at first I thought there was just three checkpoints. Well, I think I think what it is is that there's three checkpoints to a level and then there's like a or there's like three sections to a level and then a fourth boss section. Okay. And so if you die, like say like you know, I'm a I get through the first part of the first level and I'm on the second part. If I die, then I get continues depending. I think you might just start off with one and I think if you hit different point plateaus, you get another continue. Okay. And if you die there, then you can, you know, restart from the beginning of that checkpoint. But if you die and you don't have a continue, then you have to restart. So it's still a little hard. It's still, you know, it's not. It's not like it, you can restart as often as you want. But it does give you that little leeway if you, you know, you're having trouble when you get to this point of the level. Then you can restart and use the checkpoint. Excellent. Okay, moving past Bit Trip Void, we have Little Tournament Over Yonder, which appears to be some sort of uh, grid-based, turn-based strategy game with uh, super deformed characters. It looked. Kind of, kind of cute, but it could be kind of fun depending on how in depth it gets. Yeah, I, I, not to sound negative, but usually, uh, yeah. I don't have much hope for that game. No, I don't really either. Or L toy, as I guess we could refer to it as. Aha! Yes, that's true. <laughs> uh, moving on from L toy, we have Harvest Moon, my little shop, which I would imagine Lauren will be interested in. Well, most likely, but um, yeah. I, I do remember. Uh, playing that for about 30 seconds at E3, and basically it's like a, a series of, you know, you run a shop, and I, probably the the town from the newest Harvest Moon game, and you basically do, like, different mini-games to, you know, like, have, like, you know, I think there was something with chickens that I played. 
Very uh, cool. I'm, I'm sure for the people that want it, like Lauren, which I'll most likely be seeing this game being played sometime in the future, but sure, sure. not yet. Uh, we have Learning with the Poo Use, Episode 1, which... Um, I think God that's a forbid, kid's game. God forbid is the first in many episodes of Learning with the Poo Use. It's rated early childhood. Yeah, this is it? like this is like a, a game for toddlers, basically. So it's like WeeWaw, but on like, WeeWare. Yeah, my, my first my first video game, I guess. Well, I mean, that, that's good. I mean, hopefully people will actually figure out how to hook up their Wii to the internet and download it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Pokemon Rumble, which is some sort of an overhead action game with Pokemon it's, characters. It's kind of like an action mystery dungeon game from when I played. I, I played a demo of it at some event. And um, basically it's like, uh, you know, you can go into a dungeon with, um, I think I think you go, you might only go in with one Pokemon if you play by yourself, but you can play with four people locally. And you basically just go down into these dungeons, you have like two different attacks, and you attack Pokemon, they're toy Pokemon, so they don't upgrade or anything, and you collect more toy Pokemon that you can use, which, I mean, I, I don't know, it just doesn't really seem that much fun to me, especially because sure. you can't level up the Pokemon as far as I know. Yeah. Uh, speaking of demos, we have five new uh, zero-point free limited demos of WiiWare games, which is woo, woo. really pretty uh, pretty big deal, to be honest. Yeah, and they, and they have some, some good games um, demo. They have Bitrip Beat, which is the first in the Bitrip series. I have the Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, My Left is a Dark Lord, which I, I've actually, I want to check out the demo. I haven't gotten around to it. I was interested in that game. And Nick's Quest, which I, I really love that game. I, I think it's one of the best WiiWare games. And World of Goo, which many consider to be the best WiiWare game ever. I do. And forever. I think World of Goo is a fantastic game as well. Yep. And then Pokemon Rumble also has yeah. a demo. Um, and let's go ahead and move on to Virtual Console. Let's see if that's something else you wanted to say about the demos. Um, I was just going to say that they, they said they were going to continue throughout the holiday season, but this week we didn't get any new ones. I, yeah. I don't know exactly how that's all going to work. Or I think these are limited demos, so I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, moving on to Virtual Console, we have uh, a couple of notable titles. Uh, we have Super Mario Kart for the Super NES. This is the original Mario Kart title. Um, some would say it's the best. I don't know that I'm among them. Yeah. Um, it's, I'm, I'm it's... definitely. Uh, I, I grew up on Mario Kart 64, so mm -hmm. while while I do love Super Mario Kart, and I did download it today, it's just I think it's I think it's different and great in its differentness. But I sure. think that the later iterations of the series are are better than it. Absolutely. The battle mode is still awesome in that, and a four player version of that would be incredible. Absolutely. Um, a Boy in His Blob, Trouble in Blobolonia for the NES for 500 points. Uh, this is, of course, the game that was recently remade for Wii. Uh, and the remake is a fantastic game. The original title, maybe not so much. It's it's an evil game. I, I tried playing it at one point and didn't get very far. It's it's very cruel and into experimentation. I'm kind of cool to see it, and I'm, pl I'm probably going to pick it up just out of uh, nostalgic curiosity. Yeah, I, I was actually thinking the same thing until I remembered about, like, wait a minute, you didn't like that game when you played it. <laughs> uh, moving on from Boy and His Blob, we have Street Fighter Two Championship Edition, which is the 71st edition of this game that <laughs> hit the virtual console. Uh, this is actually a TurboGrafx-16 import title, so if you wanted to pay an extra 100 points to play a game that you could have already bought 
so many times. But actually, uh, I think that might be the cheapest version of Street Fighter 2, even still, because uh, the other yeah. ones are for Genesis and Super Nintendo, I think. You're probably right about that, actually. So maybe yeah. this is a good deal. Yeah, and I know, I, I'm pretty sure the suit, uh, I know I own the Sega Genesis version of Champion, uh, I guess it's Championship Edition, or Champion Edition. Uh, special I Edition, I think? Special Something like that. C.E., I don't know, but but there's a Genesis <laughs> version that I think is like the same iteration of that, and cool. I don't think it's heralded as the best, but I mean, it's not bad, and I think that is actually the cheapest Street Fighter 2 game on Virtual Console. It's still a really great game, uh, but maybe Street Fighter Alpha would be nice for the next Street Fighter release. <laughs> We have Indiana Jones Greatest Adventure for Super NES. I have never played this game. Not neither have I. I know it's developed by Factor Five, who Okay. Um yeah, I mean that they're really no longer at this point, but they, they did a lot of Star Wars games that did the Turrican series. Mm-hmm. Um and, and uh, I've heard it's leader. very hard, but this was another game that I, I never knew it existed. Yeah, I mean either. Uh, moving on to DSI, we have Castle of Magic, which I am pretty positive is an iPhone port. Yes, it's a it's a game loft game. So right. most most certainly it is, a, <laughs> it is a port of a phone game. We have my notebook blue, which is and yes, you heard this correctly. It is a notebook simulator, and it's blue. And so it's that's, blue. That's awesome. So if you're holding out for notebook red, you have just a little bit longer <laughs> to wait. Sorry, my my notebook red or my my notebook yellow. My and notebook gold. Maybe and before Christmas. Maybe you can save up those DSI points for uh, for yeah. my notebook Hell uh, tur- yeah. turquoise. Uh, we have the other half of the the Electroplankton mini-releases. These are, once again, this is, we had five of these uh, a couple weeks ago, and we have five more of them now, which just modes from the original game Yay. for 200 points apiece. I still, I, I've been curious to pick up one of these, but I, I, haven't, I haven't bit yet. I think this is a better way to do this game than the original retail release. Yeah. Because it's just sort of, it's a whole bunch of, it's, it really is. It's it's a whole bunch of completely independent, bite-sized games that really kind of suit themselves well to this platform. Yeah. Uh, we have Art Style Digidrive, which I believe you played a little bit of. Um, I, I'm a huge fan of the Art Style games. The Digidrive is like crack. Um, Very cool. Basically, um, it's it's by Q Games, which I know they did a couple of the Bit Generations game back on Game Boy Advance. Um, but this is the first Art Style game that has come out under the art style brand that is by someone other than Skip, I think. Or at least it's the first one by Q Games, I know that for a fact. Um, and basically, it's it's kind of like uh, you have these four different pathways that either like a, a black, red, or battery-shaped white cars, uh, cars in quotes, they'll basically come down and you need to like organize them so it's like, you know, once you have five blocks, five black cars in a row, then it turns into like, you know, it starts charging up fuel and if you get more there then you'll get more fuel and then there's like different combos you can get to increase that amount of fluid there's an overdrive mode and it's all the whole point of it is that you're trying to use the fuel to boost this like circle from hitting i think what's called the spike which is slowly moving forward so you're trying to go up using the fuel while the spike goes up and it's insanely addictive that sounds fun if i had a dsi i'd probably be all over that every pretty much every art style game is gold excellent excellent uh, next up, we have Arcade Bowling, which I believe is Skee-Ball and yet another iPhone port. Um, yeah, I think that's... I, I know that's, this uh... because I think I have the free version of this game on my iPhone at the moment. <laughs> uh, and then last but not least, or maybe maybe least, really, uh, potentially the least, we have Robot Rescue for DSiWare, and I have no idea what this game is. Yeah, um, I, I actually started watching the video of it on the Nintendo channel. 
and they showed a screen, and I was like, eh, this doesn't look interesting at all, and I backed out. <laughs> so and there you have it. News that's from what the I have newscast. to say about Robot Rescue. News from the newscast. Okay, yep, yep. Uh, moving on to new releases. Let's go down the list. Uh, there are, I don't know, about seven or eight noteworthy ones. If yeah, that, yeah. I, uh, I think that's, I think that's pushing weeks. it a little bit. That's Yeah, it's kind of a dry week, but let's kick it off with the big one, which is new Super Mario Bros. Wii. Wii! Uh, for the Nintendo Wii game it's console. It's-a-me! <laughs> uh, I, I don't want to talk about this too much because RFN talked well, about it. I quite mean, I, I, I talked my head off about it, so... Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I know, so, Zach, you got the game. What I'll are your it. thoughts? I love it so far. I've gotten to World 6, and uh, it's just... It's such a treat. It's uh, very reminiscent to me of Mario 3 and Mario World. Um, I am one of the few people who actually didn't at all like the DS game at all. Yeah, a lot a lot of people seem to not have been big fans of it, but I don't think anyone I mean, I guess you hated it, so. I don't know if I hate okay, yeah, I hated it. By comparison to every other Mario game I'd ever played, I hated it. I actually was just replaying it a little like a couple of days ago. Yeah, like I'll hoping... pick it up every now and then. Yo, you do you do like it, Andy? I like it quite right. a bit. I, I think it's a little. I think it's definitely a weaker Mario game, but it's kind of like how, like you know, I mean, back when The Simpsons kind of dropped off of quality. How I mean, okay, it might not be the best The Simpsons have ever been, but it's still better than most of what's on TV. Oh, all right. sure. Well, so like a bad Mario game is still a good game overall. It's just that compared that's, to yeah, that's true. But but you know. There was no time where I was playing Mario DS where I wasn't like, I wish I was playing Mario 4 right now. I mean, Mario World right now. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, but but Mario uh, Wii is just incredibly good. It's so much fun. Awesome. It blows my mind. I'm looking forward to getting my hands on it, but I made the mistake of asking for it for Christmas, which means that Mm -hmm. I won't be getting it until Christmas, even if I have to buy it myself. Wonderful. (laughs) So let's move. Let's move on from from Mario and head up to uh, a game that I know Neil's had some experience with, which is Tony Hawk yeah. Ride. Once and once again, covered extensively on uh, RFN <laughs> episode one seventy one, I believe. This is the unfiltered um, yeah. newscast version. Yeah, <laughs> but um, Tony Hawk Ride. I mean, it's. I think it's getting a lot of a lot more crap than I think it deserves in in the reviews that have been coming out lately. I know. I think the highest one I've seen is like a six five. Yeah. And wow. I don't I don't think it's a great game, but I, I definitely think, you know, it's it's a cool idea that suffers a little bit from I think the the finished product seems to be a little bit I don't wanna I, I guess rushed. I mean I know I know when I when I interviewed Tony Hawk he said about how it all came together so fast and I feel like they should have taken a little more time and made made a more polished game because it's just like there's not as much to do in the real game in, in the game. Yeah, it, and, I mean, it definitely seems like kind of a uh, a first effort. Yeah, and I I I I really hope that you know it it sells well enough because obviously it's not going to review well enough to call for more games, but right. that mm-hmm. you know it sells well enough that there are more games in that series, even if it's you know like a surfboarding game or something. I just I think that there's potential in the board. I just think it's it's kind of like with with the balance board, how like you know. You know, Sean White didn't come out right away. It took a little while for Sean White to come out, and other games that took advantage of the balance board. Right. Sure, sure. But, yeah. Well, okay, let's go ahead and move on from there to, uh, we also have EA Sports Active More Workouts. Peter More the, Workouts. Ah. Which is actually a less 
a less uh, creative title than New Super Mario Brothers. No. <laughs> <laughs> I actually I got EA Sports Active more workouts uh, over the weekend. <laughs> We're recording this on a Sunday, and I got it on Saturday, so I haven't do- dived into it yet. Is it EA Sports I... Active Plus? Basically, yeah. yeah, yeah I guess, I guess more or less. Um, I, I know that the big difference with it is that it's a six-week challenge instead of a 30-day challenge. Oh. So I guess you get more more challenge for for your dollar. <laughs> and it's actually it's priced at $40 as opposed to $60, but that's because it doesn't come with the required gear, which is the uh, like oh. the, the resistance band and the little nunchuck leg strap thing. Yeah. But the thing that's weird about it is that it comes in this kind of big box, and the only thing in the box is like, the the game case and like a little like a little like um a little book by Bob Green called the Best Life Diet I'm looking at it right oh, now God. and it's and it's like there's like a little like you 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 put like a there's a there's a journal for what you eat and some you know tips from Bob Green hmm. so but really, it's like this huge really box and it's just this book. it's like this this book this book that is smaller than a, like a a, a DVD Wii case. And it's this huge box, and I don't know, it kind of weirded me out. <laughs> I was like, weird. that's it? <laughs> but I, I'm probably going to start uh, diving into that game probably tomorrow morning, if all goes well. And what I'm going to do with it is do um, a, like, uh, instead of writing a review, I'm going to do a blog series similar to what Johnny did with the first EA Sports Active. Oh, nice. Although, considering that I, I don't have my balance board at my dorm right now, I will be getting it when I go home for Thanksgiving. Okay. Which will be Wednesday, so I well if, uh, if it's like if it's like the first one, it'll ask you every single day if if you want to keep the settings from the previous day, and one of those settings is whether or not you want to use the balance. All board. right, so I, so I probably I, I might start. I, I'm gonna try to weigh myself somehow at the start of it all, but but we'll see. Or maybe I'll just do like a uh, a, a weight lost kind of thing. Yeah, sure, I don't want to reveal sure. my weight. I'm gonna be a little girl with this. You should try it on multiple uh, difficulties because once again, every day it asks you if you want to keep your settings. Yeah, I'll definitely, I'll definitely is... be be tooling around with it as much as yeah. I can. I have six weeks, and hopefully this will be we, a cool uh, feature. And hopefully by the time you hear this, the feature will already be underway. Whoa! My wife and I went through uh, the thirty day challenge, or at least most of it. I think we both trailed off about right around day <laughs> twenty twenty five. But we, she started out on high intensity and. She basically could barely finish the first one, which is probably a sad state of our, you know, of our. Well, of our we fitness, all play I video suppose, games, but... so we're all fat. Yeah. And out of shape. We, uh, so we, we restarted it on on low and found low to be a pretty good fit. Yeah. So hmm. I mean, I definitely I'm, I'm excited to screw around with it. Um, I've heard Absolutely. good things about the series, and I'm excited. I have too. So moving on from that, uh, it's it's not a it's not a video game, but it is a video game accessory. The black nunchuck and remote, we remote are available now in stores. So if, if you if you're interested in a remote that is a little less, uh, well, white, I guess. Uh, <laughs> if you're racist, and, and against, <laughs> if, if you're racist, this is the remote for you. Uh, or it might not be, depending on what race you're against. <laughs> Uh, seen it. Bright lights, big screen uh, is now available, and now I don't know how similar this is to the Xbox game, but I, mean, I have the Xbox. I'm pretty game. sure it's, it's, pretty it's a direct good. sequel, except for um, it's now for every console, and that's actually another one that I got. Um, Does it come with the uh, extra controllers? No, I, I know. Okay. I, I'm pretty sure none of them come with the extra controllers. Maybe there's a bundle okay. for the 361, but I mean, gotcha. it works just as fine with just Wii remotes. Um, Absolutely. I, I played it uh, with with Lauren and a friend of hers. Over the weekend, I mean, it's like the thing where it's you know you just 
you you buzz in by shaking the remote, or um, okay. you know you you pick your answers with the D pad. I mean, it's 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 a lot of fun actually. I mean, it's it's a good ver- it's like a less cumbersome version of seeing it because you can just put mm-hmm. it in your Wii instead of having your DVD player and that. Absolutely. I always found that kind of asinine. <laughs> We also have Lego Indiana Adventures 2. Le- Adventure Le- Lego continues. Indiana Adventures. <laughs> Lego Indiana Jones. <laughs> Lego Indiana Jones 2, The Adventure Continues. With uh, with now with Wii. with more uh with more fridges and, and, yeah, and with more, more fridges and more uh, more ape computer graphics gopher things. Yeah. Chipmunks. Which I've actually uh, just... I've actually heard um with this game is that you have to start with the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull stuff, which from what I hear is kind of a chore to do. The movie was a chore to watch. I mean, I, I in all honesty, I, I I enjoyed I enjoyed the the fourth movie. I mean, not that it was really good, but it was just enjoyable to me. What else is there besides the fourth? Movie um, stuff? they actually have stuff from the first three games completely re or it's like it's basically the first three movies completely remade and reimagined. Oh, Are these so Lego like... games just running out of ideas? I guess is it, it's a retelling. Of it, yeah, the it's it's kind of like I guess like a, a remake of a game that came out a year and a half ago. Wow! <laughs> Holy crap, that's ridiculous. But I know I know they do have. I, I think it's. I mean, I don't think it's necessarily that user friendly, but they do have like a build a level. Okay, it's like Wii a, a level Jones editor. Plus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's <laughs> what it is. We're just having all these plus games. But I mean, I've I've heard it's you know it's it's a it's a fun game. It's like the other Lego games, although this one does have the substantial level editor, which I've heard is a is a bit difficult to use, but is still kind of cool if you sit through it. It reminds me a little bit of like how Little Big Planet is, where like Little Big Planet, I think it's a really cool game, but I'm sure as hell never making a level. It's hard to do. I've I've messed around with the level editor in Little Big Planet, and you really have to go through all the tutorials and. But. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I I like Indiana Jones. It's it's a fun series. Uh, it is. I like Last Crusade a lot. Like, uh, you know. Oh, that's my favorite screen. one. Yeah. No, wait. I mean, I, I, I go back and I Sean go back Connery. and forth. Yeah, yeah, that's Last Crusade. I okay. go back. I, I like Raiders of the Lost Ark a lot, but I, I feel that like Connery just adds so much to Last Crusade. He does. He, it seems like he should be in every one of them. Yeah. King of the Crystal uh, Skull hurt to me. It it injured my. My childhood memory of I enjoyed it just because it made me laugh, not because it was really like it's not the kind of movie I'll watch all the time, but it was it was still enjoyable to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it has its really ridiculous moments, but I feel like if you look past that, then you know it's it's a popcorn flick. It is, but yeah, that's true. And you know, I I don't think Indiana Jones movies have ever been big on realism. Yeah. Yep. No, not particularly. No ticket. Um, moving on to the next week of releases, we have. Uh, <laughs> Your shape for we. Oh God! No it's got Jenny McCarthy is. in it. Hold your oh, horses, gang. Ladies crap. and gentlemen, if you buy this game, you are supporting anti-vaccine zealots. <laughs> <laughs> and you're also so, supporting uh, Ubisoft trying to be dicks about right. tall. That's true. That was probably one of my favorite E3 moments. It was that at was the good. Ubisoft press conference. They have like you know like some some like you know like fitness person out there talking with uh, my. I forgot that maybe it was uh, the host, Jill McHale, of, of the whole event. But talking about your shape and about how, like, we're not going to wait for Natal. Screw that. <laughs> we're making our own camera. We work with Nintendo to make this camera for Wii. Right. Eat it, Microsoft. <laughs> I feel like they, they proposed this idea to Microsoft, and Microsoft was like, eh, it's not going to work. And they're like, all right, we'll show you. <laughs> like, it's uh, on. So we'll make the camera we have... white. Yeah. <laughs> 
We have your shape for the Wii and Hello Kitty Party for the DS. Day one <laughs> so if you had this week in the your in the Wii Jumps the Shark pool, you win. <laughs> uh, well, I just feel like and, it's a dead week overall. Is there even anything yeah. for the bigger consoles coming out this week? It's really like the Black Friday, like, let's just sell all the crap that came out in the past two months. It is, too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm, I'm in complete overload at this point. Like, I, I still, there's still so many games I want to get, and I'm just like, no, resist buying <laughs> Assassin's Creed 2, Neil. You don't need God of War Collection yet, <laughs> and you haven't finished the first Ratchet & Clank yet. Keep, like, keep the money in the wallet and play what you have, then go from there. Dude, my birthday's coming up. I already know I've got a Best Buy gift card sitting in an envelope on the counter. I'm going to go <laughs> so ape shit at Best Buy, man. <laughs> Hello, kitty party. Here you go. Yes, yes, indeed. Let's go ahead and move on to the last segment of the evening, which is the news stories. Uh, we basically have just a couple of news stories we want to talk yeah, about. It's, uh, it's, the, it's not we... the season four news stories at this point. It's the season no. playing no. games, damn it. Absolutely. Uh, the first one we'll mention, this is really isn't even one of the two I was talking about, but uh, the Wii turns three. Uh, yeah, a couple days uh, ago, November 19th, 2009 was the third birthday. Hooray. So if you, had a, if you had a cake with a couple of, with some, with three candles in it, well... Good for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I know I didn't do that, but I hope Nintendo did. I mean, they deserve hope it. You know, it's been a fun did. three years, and here's to more. You pick up a candle, you blow it out, and then you waggle it. <laughs> uh, so moving on from moving on from that, uh, and oh, I should mention we also have a pretty substantial uh, feature on yeah. on the site. Spearheaded by Pedro and I'm, yep. I'm kind of a slacker. I owe him a write-up or two that I've been busy with other things. I owe him one, too. To i got to get on that. Yeah, Pedro took up the bulk of it. I contributed a one-page article about Virtual Console Arcade, which doesn't really have a whole lot to say about it, but I managed to fill a page, including <laughs> pictures, which helped. <laughs> uh, but moving on from that, let's, uh, there there is a rumor that uh, Pilot Wings and Mario Kart are coming to Virtual Console. And Super Console. Smash Brothers. And Super Smash Brothers. GameSpot, GameSpot reported, um, I guess, Friday, I think. Um, GameSpot reported Friday that uh, they Nintendo told them that Super Mario Kart was coming on, coming out, well, by the time you're listening to this, you will know if Mario Kart is out yet. We're recording this Sunday yep. night. We'll be recording the download section tomorrow. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Mario Kart should be coming out on Monday, November 23rd, and Pilot Wings and Super Smash Brothers, or Pilot Wings for Super Nintendo and Super Smash Brothers 64 are slated to come out um, this holiday season, which I've been hearing a lot of people reporting that they'll be out before the end of the year, which I'm not right. entirely sure. I think holiday season was the key term. These are some pretty big heavy hitters, and I'm I'm glad to see these games finally coming out to virtual yeah. console. I think Mario Kart One has been, or yeah, Super Mario Long Kart neglected. has been a no- noticeable yeah. noticeable absent. And I'm pretty sure yeah, every every single one of these has been out in another territory. I know I think yeah. Smash Brothers 64 is out everywhere except for North America. I think Super Mario Kart and Pilot Wings are both, or no, Super Mario Kart's out in Japan, and I think Pilot Wings is out in Europe. I think Mario sure. Kart's out in Europe, too. I think I, I remember uh, Greg talking about it on RFN. Well, it could it could have been a Japanese virtual console. Oh, yeah, was, that's right, because he has all of them. Yep. And then let's go ahead and move on quickly, since we're running uh, considerably over yeah, time. We, we're too talky. Uh, yeah, we're, we're a bit too chatty tonight. Uh, Metroid Prime is slated to potentially be continuing on the DS. God, why? Uh, the, pr- the producer for the Prime series has said that he thinks there is room for more titles in the series, and he's not going to rule out releasing one on the DS. Uh, and I, I, I hear you, Zach. Uh, 
Now, we've never really had a proper prime title on the DS, because Hunters was more of a first-person game. I haven't quit like Hunters Pinball was a pinball game. Yeah, the pinball uh, game is really good, in it all is. honesty. But it's not really a Metroid no, Prime game. It's, and it's I would much rather see a 2D Hunters Metroid or... game come out than, than a 3D one. Because, I mean, I, I said it earlier in this very podcast, I don't like first-person shooters on the DS. Yep. Here's my question. Can you have a 2D Metroid Prime game? Can you have a game that plays kind of like Metroid Prime with the scanning and the exploration but have it in 2D? I don't or know. Is that we'll no look to see game? what Metroid Other M does. <laughs> Because that looks yeah. to be a little bit inspired by Metroid Prime. In all, in all honesty, we don't know what the hell's going on in Other M. True. I, true. I would greatly appreciate a 2D Prime game. I don't even think you'd need the scanning. I really yeah. don't. Just just make it a, a, a 2D game in that universe. I think that's what you right. need. In that continuity. Because Prime 3 ended with kind of a cliffhanger Yeah. Uh, that sadly put brought uh, Hunters into the continuity officially. Uh, <laughs> so they have to go somewhere with that story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that there there is a world out there for having, you know, I guess the Metroid Prime series continue and then have Metroid Other M take on whatever it's taking on. Yeah. But I know I'm definitely more excited for Metroid Other M unless, you know, this oh, Metroid yeah. Prime DS game turns out to be in 2D. I was just going to say, I, I'm glad to see them continuing the series because they spent way too long in the past pretty much just ignoring the series That's and now true. that they've done their they've done their big trilogy now they're branching off to a different developer with team ninja for other m yeah and now we have a talk of yet another entry in the prime series coming to the ds maybe this is what it's retro's really been nice working on <laughs> yeah it's really nice to see them you know continue with the series even past the the conclusion of, of the trilogy that they've been working on for the past uh, seven years. Yeah. I'm still curious. I mean, not not to go off on a wild tangent here, but I'm still curious as to what the hell Retro Studios is doing. I am too. I'm really curious about that. Yeah, I, I mean, I really like what they did with the Prime games, and that's that's all they've done. And I I mean, if they're doing a Metro Prime DS game, I mean, that that's still awesome. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, I think that's going to do it yeah. uh, for here on NWR Newscast Episode 6. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to everyone who celebrates Thanksgiving, and happy Thursday to everyone who doesn't. Uh, obviously, we're not going to be recording another episode on, on Wednesday because this is your episode for the week. Yes, so, so we like will it. see you uh, two weeks from – we record usually on Wednesday and put them out on Friday. So we will see you again uh, two weeks from this Friday, which is the day after Thanksgiving. So until then, uh, I'm Andy Gergen, and we've got Neil Ronahan and Bye. Zach Bye. saying Bye. Have a great Farewell. turkey day. Eat a bunch Enjoy. of turkey and fall asleep. That's what I'm gonna do. Play some, uh, play some EA Sports Active the day after there Thanksgiving. You go. Work off that turkey. That'll be <laughs> that'll be part of it. It's like I didn't wake up. <laughs> I ate too much. All right, night everyone. Good night. Good night. Bye. Bye. This podcast is such a sausage fest.